What's going on guys? My name is Cole, if we haven't met, uh, and I'm on staff here at Beach. Um, half of what I do here is work with you guys, and quite frankly, that's my favorite half. Uh, and the other half of what I do is making videos. Uh, and so it's a pretty cool deal for me tonight that I get to do both parts of my job uh, in one venue, and I'm excited that y'all get to see uh, my job. Uh, the reason why I'm not here, I'm actually in Utah right now. Uh, backpacking and hiking and doing all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and so I love y'all and be praying for me to can you continue to see uh, awesome mountains and things like that because it's probably been awesome so far. I'm filming it ahead of time, but it would be awesome at the time. It's happening right now. It's awesome. Just know that. Uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm 25 years old. I grew up in Jacksonville. I went from San Pablo to Fletcher Middle School to Fletcher High School on to the University of Florida. Uh, and I've been working for Beach for a couple years now. Now, in response to this series, I'm 25 years old and I am a virgin. Uh, and I plan to keep being a virgin until I get married. Now, in no way am I standing before you, though, as any kind of champ in response to my sexual history or anything like that. And far and away, I stand before you right now as somebody that's probably been down the same roads you're starting down and is just pleading for you to hit the brakes because there's a lot of decisions I made that, you know, I wish I hadn't. Uh, and lots of boundaries I crossed that I wish I hadn't in times with my girlfriends and times with girls that weren't my girlfriends. Uh, and so just know that you don't have to learn on your own, that you could hear a guy with a beard and decide, okay, I know now that's probably not the best decision for me. And so I'm hoping that God's going to speak through me tonight. And I really do think that he's put something on my heart to share with y'all. And so I'm thankful for the opportunity and I hope that y'all listen in. So in the past couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about the practical side of, of sexuality. We've been talking a lot about, okay, well, how far is too far, for example? You know, where should my boundary be? And we said in response to your boundary, the how far is too far question is really the wrong one to have. And that the real question to have is how to honor God with your bod. We also talked about the unseen dangers of just, you know, where we're at as a culture nowadays with social media and the ability to send a picture of yourself or ask for a person to send a picture of themselves and while I said at the beginning I've probably been down a lot of the same roads that you went down, that's at least one of the roads I didn't have to fight with. I mean, nobody had camera phones when I was in school, or if you did, they had probably like four pixels, and so a boob would just be all one color. Uh, and so that just wasn't, wasn't something I had to deal with. Uh, but, you know, we talked about that. We talked about that God intended sex to be great. He designed it to be awesome. He designed it to feel good. Uh, but he also designed it to be between a husband and his wife. Uh, and so when we have sex outside of that, outside of marriage, we see whether you're a Christian or not, people agree that an unwanted pregnancy isn't the best thing and that an STD isn't the best thing. And these are some of the kind of ramifications of sex outside of marriage. And so as we've been talking a lot about the practical and hear me, like I'm all about the practical. I, <laughs> I remember in college some of the weird practical steps that I had to take where you know, I'd be walking on campus and there's lots of attractive girls who are also walking on campus. And so um, rather than allow myself to have my attention diverted towards that, I would have to find a way to avert my attention elsewhere. And so, you know, maybe it was 2.30 and it's a Thursday after class and you get a text from me and you're thinking to yourself, it's kind of random that Cole just reached out to me all of a sudden. No, not that random. There's probably a girl with a lot of cleavage and I needed to have my attention elsewhere. Or I would find a squirrel on a tree to just watch as I walk down the sidewalk. And so I'm all about the practical. But what I've seen through experience is that the practical helps for a while. And that the practical without God is just like putting out little temporary fires and, and only to see another one come up. 
And so what I want to talk about is the heart behind the issue, your heart. You see, far and away, the greatest determinant of what we do with our sexuality in response to boundaries, in response to lustfulness, in response to anything, is what is the content of your heart. You see, I know that this is true for you because it's true for me. You know, that at one point in my life, I said yes to God. I, I, I picked up the, the banner of Christian and said, this is the life for me. I'm going to follow after you, God. And as I survey and look back, I realize that, you know, there's plenty of times where I maybe said that, God was the Lord of my life, but I really didn't mean it. And what I meant is that, okay, God, I want you to be the Lord of my future. I want you to be the Lord of blessings and provision and protection. I want you to kind of take care of me. But there's going to be some certain areas, God, that you got to understand, like, I'm probably still going to be in control of. Like, you can take care of your stuff. I'll take care of my stuff. And so, you know, you know I want God to be the God of my Sunday. I want God to be the God of United or the times I'm around people who know that I'm a Christian. But I'm going to be the God of my Saturday night. I'm going to be the God of uh, me going to a party, me hanging out with my girlfriend when the lights are down and, you know, we're behind closed doors. Those are the times where I'm going to be God. You can kind of take care of your stuff. I'll take care of mine. So you see that oftentimes I think the issue is that there's areas of our lives that we're unwilling to give up. Because quite frankly, you can't have this split. You can't have yourself being God of part of you and God being God of the other part. God needs to be God of all of it. The reason why I know this and the reason why I um, believe this is from Scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, We cannot serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, obviously, my hope is that y'all would realize that the word money here is interchangeable. That God's not strictly saying that we can't serve both God and money, but he's saying we can't serve both God and blank. And that blank could be anything from your job to your family to sex. And if I can take a couple of minutes here and get a little real with y'all and open up my own experiences, I know that God, when I was at my worst, wasn't the God of my life. And that the God of my life in those moments were things like popularity, value, and myself. You see, the God of popularity was my God when I would compromise on anything if it got a laugh. And it went as far as to me shaving my head and eyebrows off. You know, I, I knew that God wasn't the God of my life when I was the God of my life. When I said to myself, okay, I'm going to decide these things because I know what I want. I'm going to make these decisions. I'm going to learn through experience. And so maybe for you, the God of your life that's competing for God is yourself. Or I think one of the worst ones that's plagued me for so long is value. And that I don't necessarily see myself as, as worthy to be desired, worthy to be liked, of value. And so one area where I could be confident in that was sexually. And so, you know, if I was with my girlfriend and we were really enjoying each other, I was confident in that moment that she wanted me because we were having a lot of fun. Um, and I would compromise on boundaries because... I would want to further validate my value. So you can see that in all these ways, and plenty more that you probably face, that it just can't be that way. You know, when God isn't the God of our hearts, our decisions aren't His, our our motivations aren't His. You see, because we call God Lord. Lord. The word Lord comes from the word kairos, which means He to whom a person belongs Master, the one who has the power of deciding. 
And so you can see that when we're talking about our sexuality and where our boundaries should be, it's not a decision of how far is too far or, you know, what should I do with my girlfriend or should I send this picture? None of those are the questions that we should be asking ourselves. The question that's at stake is, it's a lordship one. Who is in control? Are we actually acknowledging the fact that God is the Lord of our lives? Because when we said yes to God, we said yes to his sovereignty. We said yes to his guidance. But I think the issue with me and for probably most of y'all is I still think of myself as the sole decider in every aspect of my life. And I rarely ask God to be a part of it. And let alone let him actually make the decision. I expect God to kind of come alongside my decisions. And so when I make the wrong one and end up hurting myself way down the line and I look to God like, why did you let this happen? I feel like he's got to be laughing like, when did you ever even ask for my opinion? And so we have to realize that when we said yes to God, that we kind of said no to ourselves. And that it's no longer what you want for you, but what God wants for you. And that maybe sounds stupid. That maybe sounds like, why would I want that? We have to look at who God is and understand that he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. That he's working everything together for our good. And oftentimes our good is different from what we want in that moment. But God is outside of that and he can see what does he want for us in the long run? What does he want for us for eternity? And so we can trust God in those moments when it seems like I definitely don't want to do that, God. But he's saying you should and you're like, all right, well, not because I want to, but because you will, I will. You know, I've heard this analogy before, and I'm sure that you have. But a fight between two dogs, the one that wins is the one that you feed. And so my prayer for y'all tonight and my pleading hope for y'all tonight is that you would be feeding yourself with God. You'd feed yourself in every way that you can be fed God. You could feed yourself in his word, in scripture, and in prayer. You can feed yourself with your life group and surrounding yourself with a community of believers. And you can just feed yourself in his lordship and realize that I'd rather be filled with God than filled with the emptiness and anything else that I would try to choose for myself. He knows what's best for you. You just have to be willing to trust him with that. And so again, the final question I have, who sits on the throne of your heart? Is it God or is it you, blank, anything else? And in no way am I saying that I am always choosing God. There's plenty of times, even today, where I still choose other things. But what I can say is every time I've chosen God, it's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made that I still celebrate to this day. And any time I chose me or something else, they've been some of the worst decisions I've ever made and, and ones that I still regret to this day. And so please, please, please be real with yourself and ask, who's sitting on the throne of my heart? Love you. See ya.